Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Big week. Big week. Oh my god! So I feel like everything happens every week. Well, sure. Every week's a big week. <laughs> Lots of casting. Yeah, the most week. important casting news ever. Not true. <laughs> important casting news. Mm. Jesse Mueller is going to be in Waitress. I'm so excited. That's good casting. Yeah, real good casting. I love that movie. So I'm real, real excited to see it. Um, that one song that we've heard is super great. Mm. I actually listened to it for the first time like this week. Because for some reason I hadn't listened yeah. to it. Yeah, well, it was like out there, but then it comes back to your mind when the snooze came. Right. Uh, I love Sarah Bareilles. I don't, I'm not like, she kind of has a cult around her. Mm. Um, and I'm not necessarily in that because I don't know too much of her work, but I know people love her. I'm, I'm. I probably have heard her yeah. songs before. She wrote that song, Love Song. I don't want to write you I know that song. song. Yeah, I'm not paying you for that, Sarah Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's like her mainstream uh, hit. Uh, yeah. And okay. then she sang on the Oscars, I think, during the tribute, and it was beautiful. Good for her. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I watched, like, the Tonys. Yeah. And that's kind of... I really haven't watched an award show yeah. besides the Tonys in, like, a couple of years. Mm. Um, and it took me a while to be like, is that Sarah Bareilles? Because <laughs> I'm not familiar with her, but enough on the fringe. But, I don't know. She's great. I think I'm excited. it'll be interesting. I'm re- Who's writing the book? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Paula Vogel is writing the book. Hey, ladies. Yeah. She wrote... I'm looking at her bibliography on her Wikipedia page and wrote that um, that play, How I Learned to Drive, that I didn't see because Norbert oh. Leo Butts was playing a character I didn't want to see Norbert Leo Butts play. <laughs> I didn't see that play because I, uh, I don't know, didn't get tickets. Sure. Did not motivate myself to see it. Huh. Um, yeah. Well, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good. The Weislers are producing it. Great. <laughs> so eventually there'll be some stunt casting. And it's supposed to be at ART in the summer, right? I yeah. think I think I don't actually I don't know if that's a It said like the 2015-2016 season, so right. so probably. Yeah. Well, I'll go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since now we've seen a show at ART and we know what it does <laughs> and it does it well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Diane Paulus. <laughs> Oh, that Jessie Mueller. She's great. She's so good. I wonder who else is going to be in it. Mm. Jeremy Jordan <laughs> will play the terrible mm-hmm. husband. Oh. Oh, my. I mean, it's not bad casting. All right. I was, <laughs> right? Thinking, I was thinking of, like, the, the adorable guy. No, I typecast him. Um, as Santino Fontana. Husband. In everything. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Sold. I should watch that movie again. It's a good movie. Me too. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Uh, other casting news: Doctor Zhivago, the musical that came I out of nowhere, now has a legitimately forgot that was happening. Because wait, what house is it going into? Uh, hold on, I'm pulling up the article because I can't remember. It's like musical chairs this year with houses. Whatever it was, I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, "Wait, that, yeah, that show's closing. Wait, what's going to take that house?" Um, and then. My friend was like, that show, what is it? Dr. Zhivago? Dr. Zhivago. Zhivago. Yeah, it's based on a book that they made into a movie. Sounds like nonsense. I haven't seen it or read the book. Oh, at the Broadway theater. Yeah, that's it. Because I was like, what the hell is going to go into the Broadway after Cinderella? Official opening, April 21st. Wow, right before the Tony cutoff. Just sliding in there. Jesus. I'm like... Can't, why, I don't know what it is. Why do why do they why do they do that? What that? do you mean? I don't know. I don't know much about the development of this show, but most of these shows um, that that run at a house that's open right before Tony's, it has that ever worked? Like that's a serious question. I would have Wait, to look what? at it. What's the question? It just came out of nowhere. As far as now, it's going to be on Broadway. 
because there were houses open. So they're like, let's just do it. Because we didn't know what it was? Like, because it feels like it's coming out of nowhere well, yeah, from and our maybe, perspective? Yeah, maybe that's not true. I mean, obviously, all these shows have been in development for years, so I understand that, but... Well, I mean, I think there's plenty of shows that have announced dates on Broadway that were like, where'd that come from? But, like, we just say that because when we get insider information and we know about things before they have official press releases, then we know that they're coming. But, like, like what was that Robin Hood show? We were all like, what? Isn't it Robin Hood? What Robin Hood show? There's a Robin Hood show that's coming. <laughs> Cr- have I, Christopher like, forgotten C- about it's it? It's, like, in Canada right now. Yeah, they just oh, announced it. Yes, now that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like about Robin Hood or something. But that show, I was like, say what? Yeah. But then I was like, it's doing out of towns like in Canada, like right well, now. Well, sure. I guess that's not what I mean. It just like Soul Doctor, when that sort of happened, it was uh, out of nowhere. And that doesn't know it doesn't mean that it didn't have a life before. It's not like someone created it specifically to open in a Broadway house. I don't know. I think from my perspective. Uh, Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder when that got announced I was like what's that nonsense Yeah, and hey man they did it that's true <laughs> you're right about that and they st- opened in the fall <clears throat> yeah you're definitely right about Gentleman's Guide I mean I'm not saying there aren't any but just goes to prove my point that I'm always saying is there's no fucking rhyme or reason to well, what's is successful on Broadway yeah, that's absolutely true but you know it makes me nervous it doesn't make oh. me nervous like doubt the show like that it's not going to be good or anything because there are plenty of those that we've loved that haven't done well that it's i like soul doctor good well that's what i'm saying it's (laughs) not because we didn't like them or whatever it's no rhyme or reason it just automatically makes me like nervous that i don't know leap of faith they haven't they don't have enough capital or like i don't know i'm worried about (laughs) shows immediately if they like seemingly come out of nowhere well, I'm worried about all the shows all the time. Well, yeah. Kind of. Hold on. I'm looking at what that Robin Hood show is. Isn't it going to, like, the marquee? I found it. You're right. It's going into the marquee. Yes. Yeah, because I was mad that the bodyguard, I thought, I just always think the right. bodyguard's about to right. happen. But now the bodyguard is literally happening in Germany. Oh. I know. Who's playing? No clue. Is Not Heather Headley. It, are these, oh, I have so many questions. Are the <laughs> songs in English? I'm pretty sure it's getting songs. translated to German. On the website, it says, Bodyguard Das Musical. I feel like in a situation like that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe the songs would be in English, but the mu- or the book would be in German. Possible. Only because they're, they're English, like American pop songs that people know. But maybe mm. Whitney Houston recorded German <laughs> language versions of them? What? I think they'll translate them. Hmm. I mean, I, who knows? But Right. Weird. I mean, did they translate Mamma Mia? I'm sure they did. Hmm. Yeah, no, Mamma Mia definitely gets translated it's into so other languages. interesting to me. Why? Because, like, when they're released as pop songs in general, most pop songs are in the language that well, they're but, in. M- but, but Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia and The Bodyguard are, like, two different things because she's, like, lots of the songs in The Bodyguard. I mean, most of the songs in The Bodyguard are, like, performance, performance. songs. Right. So that would make more sense to keep them in English, I guess. But they probably are translating them to Germany. But, like, Mamma Mia is, like, they're, like, we're going to repurpose these songs and make them about nonsense. Hmm. Bodyguard in Germany. I want to hear Super Trooper in German now. (laughs) Oh, I bet we could find that for you. (laughs) Someone out there. I'm sure someone's got a bootleg. Super Trooper in German. (laughs) Yeah, this Heart of Robin Hood, also from ART. Wait, ART's what? When was it at ART? In 2013. Whoa. Ugh. It had its UK premiere in 2011 and was seen at ART in 2013. I think, you know what? Maybe the key link between these shows that were like, where did they come from? Bad PR. Not bad PR, but lack of PR, which is bad PR. Because yeah. the shows that we start hearing about for time and time again, I think it's probably a combination of like, multiple press releases coupled with um, casting yeah. that gets us, um, That's true. Get perks our ears up. Yeah. Because if, like, if there's a show happening at, you know, if a show is happening at ART that doesn't have any Broadway New, New York actors in yeah. it, chances that we're going to hear about it and give a shit, very, very slim. Well, and maybe, I guess two thir- 2013, it still was, well, 
I don't know. I'm thinking like ART now sort of has a higher profile just because of Diane Paulus and Pippin and things that came out of it. But that would have been post yeah. that. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. But Christopher Sieber's in it, so we should have heard about it. I don't it. think he's in it anymore. Well, he oh. he's in this great photo. I know. I well, yeah, because they it's saw that fantastic. and I was like, oh, Chris Sieber. But I think... He's I still in Matilda, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think... He, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe... I mean, maybe it's not announced yet. So little information. March 29th it opens. Great. So many. This so is, see, this is when I get overwhelmed because yeah. it's like they're it's like trying to get in on that deadline and they're like, open house. Uh, We've got to run for it. The marquee. Um, so one quick thing about the, uh, speaking of shows that we've heard so much about and that I've also had bad PR, one thing about Dr. Zhivago is the guy who's playing Dr. Dr. Zhivago, Tam Mutu, was supposed to make his Broadway debut in... <gasps> Rebecca! That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Tough break, kid. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but now he's going to be in Dr. Zhivago. Good for him. Yeah. With Tom Hewitt. Oh, man. Can't, and Paul Nolan. I can't wait. As you pointed out, having a Jesus Christ Superstar reunion. Yeah. BFF. Oh, Tom Hewitt. <laughs> I love Tom Hewitt. <laughs> I have, I don't know what I feel about him. Mostly because of Runs a Minute when he sang that Dracula song. I don't know that um, I was there for that. I think you might have missed it. But Wait, is that the one where at the end he just yelled, Dracula? Dracula. Yeah, I was that there was a, for that. A running bit, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Remember? Yep. I do remember that. <laughs> Tom Hewitt is awesome. That endeared I me remember. to Tom Hewitt. I remember now that I really like forever. Tom Hewitt. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. He's got a good sense of humor yeah. about it all. He, he knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. Today is also a very important day. <gasps> it's like a holiday. It should be a holiday. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely fuck Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. I fucking hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving's the worst holiday. But today should be the holiday because it is not only Bette Midler's birthday. But lesbian icon Mary Martin's birthday as well. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of hating Thanksgiving, not really. But okay. I was trying to explain to everyone why Peter Pan is a woman. Like at your In, Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, People because they were, were like, all talking about, not really why isn't it a boy, but like a little bit. And I, I assume, I actually am not okay, sure. Okay, I will play your ignorant family. You play you. Okay. This I is don't understand. Shouldn't it be Justin Bieber? It wasn't quite that, but. <laughs> Mostly, they were like, Allison Williams does not look like a boy in that costume. And I was like, well, I feel Neither like did 45-year-old Mary Martin. Uh, I also brought up <laughs> Kathy Rigby. I was like, Kathy Rigby has like a female gymnast's body and Wait. never once. So what I said, and maybe this isn't true because I was just sort of spitballing. I, I would assume it was done in the same manner that opera oftentimes would have young men roles played by women. Like maybe in, that's part of in it. In Hansel and Gretel, Gretel, I mean Hansel, he's the boy, <laughs> is played by a mezzo soprano. Oh, I don't mean I don't know anything about opera. But it was but also a vehicle I, written for Mary Martin, right? I believe the reason why it's always been a woman is because women are smaller and lighter and easier mm. to make oh, them that fly. Makes sense. So, for the flying stuff, they were like, "Let's get in here a little hundred and five pound actress mm, instead teeny, of tiny Mary some, Martin and Sandy yeah. Duncan." And I think. I mean, I. I think that was one of the big, here's what I want to know. Yeah. Peter Pan is happening this week. I just really need to know that the kiss is still in there. Oh, the Wendy, the Wendy Peter kiss. Yes. That's a good question. It better fucking be in there. Uh, that scene, that NBC. scene, that exchange hmm. does not make any fucking sense if they don't kiss. Well, yeah. Because they're talking about a kiss and there's metaphors about thimbles and kisses yeah. and all that stuff. And if the scene does not end with a real kiss, then it makes no sense. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't because it's not sexualized. And I'm trying to think of what shows are on NBC. ABC is doing a kick-ass job of representing um, all areas of sexuality. I mean, NBC is basically just like... <laughs> <laughs> just burning and <laughs> crashing and dying and just not not doing so well. And we get to reap the benefits with Peter Pan live. Yeah. 
But there was something on Tumblr. Sorry, there was something on Tumblr. Right. Someone was like, like trashing, trashing it before it's even happened. And I can't remember what their other points about why they thought it was going to be bad was. But one of them, they were like, why would Christopher Walken be in this? And I'm like, ha. Like, like Christopher Walken singing and dancing. How dare you? And I'm like, I know, I know. You guys it. can't see my face right now. And it's pretty much like a what a fucking idiot face. <laughs> yeah. It makes my thoughts exactly. Oh, what a fucking idiot. Hello. Hairspray. Also. His history of history. performing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Educate yourselves. Although I have to say, in in that person on in that person's defense, from the footage that I've seen, he looks awful. Well, it's also looks terrible. Also, I'm infuriated. Sorry, (laughs) I'm I'm so infuriated that uh, uh, Christian Borel. I know it doesn't make sense. Listen, have Christian Borel have a teeny tiny part and play Mr. Darling, and that's fine. Like, it sucks that it's a small part. Fine. It makes no fucking sense that he would place me. No, no sense. It no ruins sense. the whole metaphor. Yeah. Because now there's no metaphor. Metaphor like, ruined. Well, unless it's like dad's a dum dum, not like no. dad's an evil <laughs> villain. You ruined it. it I know. Ruined. It, there's no rhyme or reason to that. God they were just it. like, people really loved Christian Borel the last time. Mm-hmm. We'll Listen, yes, more yes, to yes, do, yes, which yes, is great. Love Christian Borel, yeah, but, but that makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I would have expected for if, you know, like in movies where you, when you know which parts are supposed to be doubled on Broadway and then movies, it's all played by different actors yeah. because that's how movies worked. Yeah, Sometimes no. high schools. Not on board. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, that maid character became three maids. <laughs> When I did Midsummer Night's Dream, we turned the fairy's speech into, like, a million fairies. We each had a couplet. It's like a two-stanza speech. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to trash it, obviously, before I've seen it, because we don't like doing that. But I hope I do I see it. it's going to be crazy. I didn't see Sound of Music last year. I still haven't watched it. Is it really it. nowhere to be found? Literally nowhere. Literally. If someone can find... it on a DVD? I don't... Like, uh, I mean, it? it must be coming out on... Like, why wouldn't you put it out on DVD for this out, Christmas for people? But well, I'm not going to buy well, it. Well, no, I know. That's what I'm asking. Like, I, I don't think NBC has that much control of the internet that... That's crazy I have no, I know. Looked, like I, I don't know. not believe you, but I it's know. crazy. Maybe I just don't know the right sources. All the sources that I have for illegal free television yeah. don't have the sound of music. They also don't have the it. current season of the comeback, so mm. I need better sources, apparently. Yeah. Hook a bitch up. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Mary Martin. Oh. <laughs> I hope oh, your on. memory is preserved this week. That's so funny. I was thinking about Mary Martin because I which will I ta- I saw Emily Skinner this week and was reminded that she was in that show the last year uh, in uh, all about Mary Martin inventing oh, right. Mary Martin. I thought you meant Peter Pan, no. and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was she Tiger Lily? Who was she? What I don't know. She like nope. to cast white women. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, inventing Mary Martin. I wonder mm. what's going to happen to that show. Probably nothing. Mm. I enjoyed seeing it. Emily Skinner was in it. It was great. I have and very, I listen, Martin. I know there's a lot of problems with it, and hopefully they've worked them out. It sounds like they've done a lot of work on it, as we talked about in the last episode. But I have fond, fond memories of watching my VHS tape of Mary Martin and Peter Pan. Absolutely. I watched it over and over again. And I hope I hope it's fun. I hope it's good. And I hope it brings theater to the people. <laughs> and then they go see Kathy Rigby is Peter Pan live. <laughs> I I, uh, <laughs> I hope they see other things. I mean, go see that if it's in your town. But well, see, sure. o- see other stuff yeah. too. And Bette Midler's birthday. Oh, is also Bette Midler! Shit, we need to get Bette Midler tickets. We do need to get Bette Midler tickets. Oh God, I hope there's still like cheap ones. Yeah, we'll have to look into that Whoa. soon. Like after we record this, <laughs> <laughs> Bette Midler. I love Bette Midler. Me too. I want her to come back and do a Broadway show that she sings in. Me too. I'm really excited to see her on tour because I saw oh, her yeah. in Vegas uh, five, six years yeah, ago. God, it was a long so time ago. Long ago now. Um, and she, it was one of the, it's one of the greatest like things that I have ever witnessed. She is a workhorse. I'll eat you last was the is the only time I've ever seen Bette Midler live. Yeah, she's a workhorse. Like she fucking works. And yeah, like I, I saw it with my mom and my mom was like, she just, 
I because <laughs> she there was like so many songs, yeah. so many costume changes, but not costume changes like Cher was doing costume changes because Cher was doing like well, yeah, did so many costume changes, but Bet was just like. Like, Cher did costume changes where in there was, like, a Cirque show going on for mm-hmm. 15 minutes right. while she, like, strolled backstage and, like, changed her headdress. And Bette was doing, like, offstage quick changes because bitch got work to do. Yeah, and she's got songs to sing. Yep. Live. Bette Midler is my, like, everything I icon. Love Bette Midler. She loves the earth. Mm. She's an activist. She's awesome. Bette Midler forever. She's great. Uh, how about we do our weekly Carolee update? Carly Karma. Oh, we should get a jingle for this oh, we section. We should get a jingle for this section. Next time. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I have any Carly news this week. Aww. I know. It was such a big it's been such a big couple it's weeks true. for Carly. And now uh not not much. I well, hope she had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. How do you think she spent her holiday? She probably went up to Albany where her parents live. Mm, do you think she helped her mom in the kitchen? Probably. She cooked most of it because maybe her mom's getting on in years. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she did. And she probably like had some white wine. Enjoyed the foliage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up in Albany. Yeah. It's probably cold up there. Mm. Did you do any Carolee related things this week? I listened, uh, listened to some parade on the bus mm. on my way, on my, my trip. Um, and then got really upset and was like, stop listening to parade. <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's only so much of that we can take parade is like a not in public cast recording oh yeah you know i can listen to like the first act of ragtime in public um but not the second act well yeah once you get to the second act finale <laughs> <laughs> no make them hear you yeah especially act. this week all i did oh, i feel like right. all i did over the weekend right. Participating in different protests um, with uh, for Ferguson, I posted a lot of ragtime lyrics on yeah. Twitter. Because Lynn Aarons, oh, she wrote all the good lyrics. I know. Go back home came on my my shuffle, mm. and I was like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about all the awesome, really awesome things that we did this weekend. Let's because it was it. a big weekend. It was a big. You had a big weekend. I had a really big weekend. Yeah. I went to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. to see Little Dancer, and then I also went to Richmond, Virginia, to see Emily Fucking Skinner and Mame. Oh, oh my, my god! <laughs> I, I don't even. It was. I feel like had a countdown clock on my phone for this weekend trip for like uh, mm-hmm. months, like months, because I. Knew that I wanted to see Little Dancer because yeah. I love Aaron's and Flaherty. And then when Emily Skinner announced MAME, I was like, oh, my God. Richmond, Virginia is not that far from Washington, D.C. I can definitely see mm. both of those things. Um, Little Dancer was really good. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, it was one of those shows where I feel like the for a lot of the show watching it, I was kind of like... Like, this story's kind of slow, and, like, it's just kind of, like, I feel like we're not, like, in a super, like, in a boring way. Like, I wasn't bored, but I was, like, we're just collecting a lot of information. It's, like, the the environment is getting incredibly fleshed out. Mm. Um, entertaining, but also uh, there was like, a certain like point dense. where I was, like, what? Dense. Not dense, but just, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, drama happening. Mm. Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, conflict. Um, Too much exposition? (laughs) I mean, well, here's the thing. It was one of, it was, like, throughout the show, I was, like, there's no, like, huge dramatic arc that's happening. But when you get to the end of the show, and it, it really all came together. And, like, obviously, I still think the show needs work because what doesn't need work? Um... But by, by the end of the show, I was like, oh, my. There's, like, the 11 o'clock number is a ballet, obviously. And right. And it made me cry. And I don't know that dancing has ever made me cry before. Yeah, I've only really been affected by dance, like, like in the way that I'm emotionally affected by other art a few times. It was an incredible mm. 11 o'clock ballet. Like, it was 11 o'clock ballet. Gorgeous. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And you know who was amazing in this show? Karen Ziemba was amazing. Mm. Um, she was incredible. She played the little dancer. What's her name? Wait. Um, Marie. She mm. played Marie's mother, who's like an alcoholic and like has some songs about being like, she was like, I was a fucking dancer once too. I had oh, dreams. Moms. Oh, I moms. got pregnant. <laughs> now I resent you. 
Um, but I was like really, really all about Karen Ziemba. I did think it was a little weird that she was also on the ensemble track. Oh. So she kept popping up in the background of other scenes. Um, mm. which, like, which mostly I was just like, Karen Ziemba should not be on an ensemble track. <laughs> she is so better than that. Mm. Um, but, you know, yeah. keep that cast she small. Keep those costs low. Hidden like Patty LuPone. <laughs> so she wouldn't have to do the ensemble work. Boo. <laughs> do you think it has legs? Yes. Or I don't know what their intentions are with it. I'm sure they want to take it to Broadway. Oh, sure. I don't know what the time frame would be. It closed yesterday. Right. Um, it's great. It's really good. Uh, definitely have more, like, thoughts about the things that I would like to see changed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was <laughs> it was really, really good. Yeah. Aaron's and Flaherty, <laughs> they write the best musicals. They really do. They write all the good musicals. I've said it before. Keep saying it. Yeah. Aaron's and Flaherty write all the good musicals. I love their music. I feel like I honestly, I'm trying to think of their shows that I've actually seen. And I've seen Lucky Stiff and I've seen Ragtime. And that might be it. Whoa. Oh, oh. Rocky. <laughs> I saw Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> I would like to see more of their shows. We're going to see my favorite year this, this week. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, unless they get revived like that. Hmm. Um or new shows, which is very, very exciting. All the shows. When's that Lucky Stiff movie coming out? <laughs> Not soon enough. <laughs> Never soon enough. I want to see it immediately. Me too. God, it's really a lot of musical movies right now. We got Annie. So we got many. Into the Woods. We got Lucky Stiff. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's Last five years. There it is. That's yep. the one I was thinking of. That's yeah. the fourth one. Crazy. Are there any others? Not that I can think of. I don't know. Viva La Movie Musicals. Yes. <laughs> A renaissance. Mm-hmm. Well, the other half of my incredible right. weekend. Well, wait. There was another show I saw. I saw Five Guys Named Mo. You did? Yeah. <laughs> at um, Arena Stage. That's fun. Yeah, because like I had time yeah. in the evening, and they have a Arena does. Yeah, I got a bone to pick Uh-oh. with the Kennedy Center because, listen, fuck you, the Kennedy Center. Fuck you. The Kennedy Center has like a $26 million endowment um, from like, I believe the government. Um, it is a government. For the arts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, their uh, affordable ticket options are basically non-existent. Hmm. Like it's pretty, it's almost impossible to see a show at the Kennedy Center um, for less than full price. Hmm. Which like, you know, when I went to go see Sideshow over the summer, like, Sideshow was on Gold Star. Um, so we bought cheaper tickets. But the Little Dancer, there was absolutely no discounts whatsoever. And their cheaper, their, like, young people or student ticket options, mm-hmm. they have a program called My Ticks, which is similar to, you know, like a Link Ticks. Link Ticks. Right, in that you have to, like, <laughs> sign up for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also different in that when they're like, hey, tomorrow at 10 a.m. or whatever, Little Dancer, my ticks are going on sale. So I was like on my computer being like, great, I will buy my, hopefully I'll be able to snag one of those. There was one date, one singular date that they were selling my ticks for Little Dancer. And probably Mm. they were only selling like 20 tickets for it. Or who, I mean, I don't know what numbers. Maybe it was the whole audience. I highly doubt it. Um, but it sold out within, you know, yeah. minutes. Who do they think they are? Disney? Fuck you, the Kennedy Center. Hmm. Really pissed me off because I spent like, you know, I was like holding out to buy my ticket. Yeah. And I ended up spending over $100 on my ticket. Ooh. I'm like, I'm really glad I saw it and everything. Yeah. But I just think it's so completely absurd that a artistic institution that has an endowment from the government like doesn't have options. Yeah. Like it's like how can the government be funding something that is only accessible for like old rich white people? Yeah. Because that's what most of the audience was too. It really pissed me off. Especially because then I was like, oh maybe I can see the five guys named Mo at Arena. What's mm-hmm. what are their ticket options? They got fucking tons of them. They got student tickets. They got yeah. pay your age tickets. They got last right. minute rush tickets. They had Lots of options. And I was like, that's, and then I was really mad at the Kennedy Center. Yeah. Because Five Guys Named Mo, I like called them and I was like, I want to buy a pay your, pay your age. I'm 26. And they, you know, took my information or whatever and showed them my ID when I got yeah. to the box office and saw the show for $26 nice. plus fees. 
Hmm. I did not enjoy it, though. Huh. I don't really know the show, but it was on a runs a minute, so I'm assuming it is problematic. Well, uh, I mean, it's a review. Right. So, I mean, at its core, I was like, yeah, right. I dislike reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was also weird because it's, it's... Difficult for me to really analyze it because I am complete, was completely unfamiliar with mm-hmm. it. Um, and from what I can tell, this production is like super, super a different concept okay. than what the original was. Because the original, it's like, basically it's like this guy, um, no, no Max. Yeah, No Max is that character. He's like uh, listening to his radio, clearly dressed in... You know, it's supposed to be, like, I believe the late 20s, maybe. Okay. Um, and he's, like, drunk and singing about his girl or mm. whatever. And then, like, I believe in the original production, these f- the five Moes, like, com- you know, come out of the oh. radio. Yeah. And then they're, like, we're going to sing you all these songs uh, about, like, how to deal with your woman. Gee, I wonder where Emily started to have a problem with the show. That's the moment <laughs> I had a problem with. And then everything else was downhill from there because literally the whole show was just them being like, we're going to sing you songs about how to treat your woman. And like, it's, and like, it's also weird because like towards mm. the end of the second act, there was a line one of the characters had where he starts singing to the women and he's like, now ladies, I know you've had to like put up with all us chauvinist men for the whole night. And I was like, yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> anyway, but um, the original was like, I, I think it was much more of like a musical journey through time, like uh, showing how these these different songs mm-hmm. like developed the sound of the era that yeah. like turned into rock and roll and stuff like that. And this one is um, like a modern take, kind of. Mm. The description said that it was like, uh, uh, I forget what the other word they were using, but it was like, you know, whatever the original stuff is plus boy band. <gasps> right. So I was like, whoa, oh, what? Like, I love a boy band. Interesting. I wouldn't know. I mean, maybe it's just because in my brain, when I hear boy band, I think like 90s, early 2000s. And yeah. that's like the boy band idea right. I had. And I didn't really think that was what was happening. Mm. Um, but it was much more like modernized. Like the curtain went up and they had like these light stages, uh, stairs that were all lit up. And it was much more like a, look kind of like a Vegas show or a, like a. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> okay. But they were all like snazzy dressed and I don't know. It was much, it was like a they modern They were like tape. in matching jumpsuits because that's <laughs> what boy bands wear. No. There was a lot. I mean, listen, I will say uh, this is what I felt after the show. I was like, I wish I had seen this entire show in a different language so mm. that I didn't know what the lyric, what any, what was happening <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I could just appreciate the performances that were happening and the costumes and the, the choreography because all of that stuff was great and very enjoyable. Yeah. But then I had to listen to these lyrics that were, I mean, even whatever. It's like a, it's a review of, of standards, not yeah. standards, but like all these, you know. Right. Some of them were not. <laughs> <laughs> no good. No good, those songs. Hmm. Old songs. Outdated songs. Hmm. How to treat young woman right songs. Hmm. No good. Did not like them. We'll never see that show again. Okay. But I saw it for $25, so it's fine. That's good. And now you know how you feel about Five Guys Named Mo. That's true. And now the most important part of the weekend, (gasps) Emily Skinner Mame. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so amazing. I also, I, I don't have words. Emily Skinner is a dream. That's what I'll say. Dream. And Mame, what the fuck, Emily? Oakley, not Emily Skinner. <laughs> what the fuck, Emily Oakley? How have you not been obsessed with Mame for forever? No, I don't really know Mame that much either, mostly because I love Auntie Mame. It holds right. a very, very dear place in my heart. And I know the abomination that people feel the movie musical is. And I've just never have been anywhere where I could see a production of Mame. Ah. So I should familiarize myself with the score. I know some of it. Right. I knew some of the songs. I know Gucci's song, Bosom Buddies. We need a little Christmas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know that song. It's today. What about that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, the thing about Mame is that it's like a really fucking amazing feminist story. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's anything like the like Mame, yeah. Mame herself. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book. My sister 
read the book and told me I could read it, but it's a little like drier than the movie mm. and the play. So because I want, I would like to read the book and see what the book is like because based on the musical, I'm like Mame was definitely a lesbian. I could see that. I I don't know if it's uh in the in the movie or I mean the book. I mean, I'm sure it's not in the way that it would be in the book is in its subtlety and absence. Right. Um, because in the musical, she gets married. Right. And tours the world yeah. um, with that dude. Yeah. But Jackson Beauregard Pickett uh, Burnside. Just saying, I was totally shipping Mame and Vera, and I definitely think Mame was a lesbian. Hmm. Fucking lesbian erasure. That's all I'm saying. I want to see a production of Mame where it's clear that Mame is a lesbian. Hmm. That's what I want to see. That would be interesting. Put some Again, pants on her. Don't know about the musical. She wears pants. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She's Mame. <laughs> um, it's definitely not in the movie. Lesbian like, erasure. I really, I don't. I mean, it. I don't know. It's like it doesn't give me that vibe that that it was hidden or what do you um, mean? like what you're saying in the subtlety. There's no subtlety about the movie anti-mame either. No, but, but I'm I saying like when did that movie come out? 58. Yeah. So lesbian erasure <laughs> would have been happening. <laughs> I mean, it's still happening, but like what I'm saying is okay. In that time period, mm-hmm. like, listen, lots of gay people. And yeah. Gay people have always been lots yeah. of people, but you know, living in a certain they time do period, say the word homosexual in the movie. When? Uh, or maybe they when say they're talking heterosexual. About the, the, the village? That would, yeah, that would, uh, it hints at that then they were also taught. Like, if you're talking about heterosexual. Uh, well, I, here's the thing. I think that, I think that there's a lot of uh, stories about strong, independent women that people who don't think about it are like, oh, I love that story about that strong, yeah. independent woman. And then someone like me comes along and is like, oh, she's a lesbian. <laughs> She's obviously a lesbian. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, no, she's just a strong, independent woman. Like, she's definitely a lesbian. <laughs> um, Mame is definitely a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I want to see that production where Mame and Vera run off together. I would see that production. It's a great fucking show. The sad thing is they wouldn't be able to do that, though. They would just have to make it more like they couldn't be together unless they rewrote it. What? The musical of Mame. Wait, what? They would have to rewrite the ending. Oh. Do you want them to rewrite it or do you want it to be like the musical that it is now, but we all know what's going on? Because maybe Jackson Mm. Beauregard Pickett Burnside, I like to use his full name, is also closeted. Maybe it's that situation. I think it would be extremely easy to make it like, to to make it like clear that that's what's going on without Mm -hmm. changing any of the words, like on direction only, like that's, easy yeah because also like even in this production i mean like the the i don't know the chemistry between emily and the guy that was playing what's his face jackson beauregard whatever he forgot his own name in the show so whatever (gasps) there's like a part where he like well he says that where he's like how because she remembers it the the first time she sees him again and and he's like how do you remember all my names sometimes i forget them and then when (laughs) i think when he's like proposing to her he like forgets half his name it's pretty funny good gag yeah uh i forgot what i was saying Emily Skinner's a goddess. You were saying even the chemistry between them. Oh, yeah. I mean, the mm, you know, this. If, this is what my feeling was. Like, obviously, I see lesbians everywhere. <laughs> but, like, when she meets him, it, she's, like, working as a manicurist, and she's manicuring his hands. It's the first time she's ever, like, done mm-hmm. anything. It, uh, it's, like, her first day on the job. Yeah. Um, and he... She, she's just lost everything in the depression. Right. Like she's lost everything and she's working as a manicurist after basically just being like a socialite. And he's like, immediately takes a liking to her and is like, oh, you're very beautiful. And she clearly already knows that he's very, very mm-hmm. wealthy. And so, yeah, yeah, man, it's a depression. She's a smart ass lady. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now I really have to see Mame because that's similar but not. And also now I want to read the book. Yeah, I want to read the book. There's two books, actually. Yeah. And the musical is based off of both, uh, more based on the first book, I believe, mm-hmm. and some elements of the second book yeah. come into play. But from what I, the description of the second book that I've read, it's very, it's like nonsense. It's yeah. kind of like funny lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mm-hmm. production was great. Really good. 
I feel like I don't really see that much regional theater, mm-hmm. um, but I was very impressed with the production value. I thought it That's was good. fantastic. There was like real sets, great costumes, um, great costumes. Whoa. <laughs> wait, That's wait, good. Wait. That's very important. Very important. Great costumes. Could use better wigs, but great costumes. Emily oh, Skinner wigs. looked amazing, especially in her costumes, which yeah. are beautiful, most of them. Um, there was one scene where she was like wearing a dress that was not of the period, period and it made that no sense. Like every show it where there's like, like one dress. All of her costumes were so, so great, like really good. And I was like, all right, all right. And then all of a sudden, like in the second act, she was wearing like a high collar with like a brooch at the neck and like like a full skirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, all of a sudden it's 1880. What scene was it? Was she when she's writing the book. Like- Oh, when weird. she's writing her memoir, she was like, weird. it was one scene where she was like typing and talking oh. and, and, and how was, I was Gooch? Like, I love Gooch. She's good. She's That's great. Good. Um, yeah. I, now I want to track down the bootleg of, um, Emily played Gooch when Christine Baranski oh. played Mame at the Kennedy Center. Um, oh, so I want to find that bootleg. Um, but yeah, no, Emily was amazing. I mean, oh, Emily played Gooch. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good part. Know. It's a great part. It's like way more of a character actress part. And even though Emily can do character actress work, I don't I don't picture her as a character that's actress. True. That's true. But that's fun for her because then you don't get to do those fun parts right. as often. Right. And now she gets to play Mame. Yeah. <gasps> she was wonderful. I mean I'm sure. Her voice is stupid. And I have to say, I mean, that score uh doesn't let Emily Skinner do what Emily Skinner is capable mm. of doing. Yeah. Um, but any time I can hear Emily Skinner sing live is a welcome. I think experience. I've only ever seen her. In Billy Elliot. Whoa. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because you saw, because I saw her at 54 Below and yeah. I saw her in Inventing Mary yeah. Martin. <gasps> Woof. I'm sorry about God. it, everybody. I got to do better. You should go to Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> when do does it. it run through? Mid January. Oh. You got time. I don't know if I'll make it out there. Boo. Maybe I'll look into Mexico. Listen, if you're in the Richmond area. Or even if you're not in the Richmond area like yeah. I was, go to Richmond and see Emily Skinner and Mame. Great production, super fun. Also, you get to see Emily Skinner. Also, one of my favorite things that happened was that the marquee outside the theater says starring Broadway's Emily <gasps> Skinner. Oh, that's that's just fantastic <laughs> and special. Oh. I love that. Wait, how was the local talent? Wonderful. That's yeah, good. the Vera was great. I guess, oh my God, there's this amazing postcards like that they had in the lobby. Um, and then the postcard said, you love the color purple. You'll love Mame. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's what my thought was. I was like, what? That's nonsense. I mean, true. I love the color purple. And well, I, I guess love they're Mame. About, both about strong ladies. Yeah. But the woman that played Vera had most reason when they did the color purple, she played uh, uh, Sophia. Oh. And also, I want to, like, punch myself in the face because I don't know when, because I, I didn't look up, like, the dates or anything, but in the program where they were, mm-hmm. like, recent other shows that um, we've done here, and one of them was Dessa Rose. Oh, no. Why didn't I know about it and go see it? I, I mean, I know. know why. Do you have a Google alert for Dessa Rose? I should. I mean, I, I don't, but I, I I check periodically. I do just go on to MTI, oh, MTI. and check yeah. upcoming productions of, mm. of you just missed it. Oh, uh, they're doing, um, they're actually. Now you'll be on their mailing list, though. Oh, good. So I'll know. <laughs> Shit. I forgot about it. I didn't even think about that. Um, there's a production of Desseros happening next weekend, actually, at Oberlin. Oh. So can't go see that. Interesting. <laughs> Can you not go to Ohio? <laughs> not this weekend. All right. Oh, man. God, Emily Skinner's a dream, you guys. Ugh. What a dream. She's wonderful. She's such a fucking good actress. A. Real tear realness. Oh, amazing. Real tear realness. Great part for her. Mm. I want her to play all the parts. She should be playing Mother in Ragtime. Mm. I want to see her Hello Dolly. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see her do everything, basically. <sighs> all the time. She works a lot. She it's does. It's a lot all over the place, but she works a lot. Yeah. Fuck this biz, man. <laughs> Emily Skinner should be starring... In a show written just for her on Broadway right now. Get on it, musical theater writers. Yeah. And casting directors. Mm-hmm. I saw Elf this weekend. Elf. At the Paper Mill Playhouse oh. in beautiful Melbourne, New Jersey. 
How was it? It was delightful. Of course, itself. I, it was so it was so delightful. It was the third time I'd seen it because we saw both Broadway runs, mm-hmm. and it was fun to see a different production of it because they just used the same of everything, right. including Beth Level twice <laughs> in, <laughs> on Broadway, and so it was new choreography. They had a dad dream ballet. What? In the world's greatest dad, they had a little buddy. Oh. And then they had three dads who like came in and danced with little buddy while <laughs> while buddy was singing the world's greatest Cute. dad. It was adorable. That sounds great. And I loved it. How was Heidi Bookenstaff? Oh my God. Right? Sassy. I love her. Shit, I can't Sassy wait to see and it. hilarious and just belted the shit out mm. of There Really Is a Santa Claus. Um, I said that like in the cadence of the lyric. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, oh, it was delightful. I love <laughs> Elf. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Good paper mill production. Um, the set was fun because they sort of made it, they like made a fall, like a false proscenium almost that made it like a snow globe shape. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. That was one cool side note quickly before. Uh, little dancer, the <laughs> mm-hmm. proscenium was a picture frame. Oh, cool! That was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool. The whole that show took place inside yeah. a painting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good set designs. And paper mill had decked their halls. The <laughs> the theater had some garland up. Oh, I'm which was sure. nice. Um, it was cute. Obviously, how was the Jovi? She was good. Kate Farner. She was really good. Um, I can't remember how they styled Amy Spanger, but she is a blonde. Uh, I think she was still a blonde, but she, Kate Farner, it seemed like they were more styling based on Leslie Kritzer. She looked very much like Leslie Kritzer with the wig that she was wearing. Really interesting. Yeah. She was very funny and also sang the shit out of Fall in Love with an Elf, whatever that song is. Right. Oh, I'm excited to go see that. I don't know, you know. Like it's good and Buddy James Moyer was great. A little more of the um, he was actually kind of a combination now that I think oh. of it between Sebastian's Buddy and um, Jordan Gelber's Buddy. Interesting. Yeah, he was like a little dim and goofy, um, but also like very big. That's so funny. Yeah, everybody get your he different was great. take and on that. like has a great voice. He understudied father in the ragtime revival. So he he could like sing it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just really great. (laughs) I can't wait to go (laughs) see it. I love Elf. Mm. So many good things this week. I know. I want Emily Skinner to put out another album. Okay. Like right now. Of what? What kind of album would it be? <gasps> oh, all, all my dream songs for her. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait. Um, She should sing. You know what part Emily Skinner really should have played uh, when it was on the Broadway? Amneris and Aida. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So sing all the Amneris songs. Mm-hmm. Also all the Aida songs. Just do an Aida album. <laughs> Oh my God! What if Emily Skinner put out an album Sing that was just in the stars all of Aida? <laughs> I would fucking listen to that. Mm. I mean, her her album that she has out, her solo album, is fantastic. Yeah. Did Highly you recommend. ask her anything about sideshow? No, that's good. I didn't say anything that's about sideshow because when I asked Leah Delaria if she was going to see on the town, she said, "No, I'm not seeing that." <laughs> Yeah, that's awkward. I was like, okay. Yeah, I felt like, yeah, I mean, everyone knows that I'm obsessed with Sideshow, and I have been seeing Sideshow on Broadway a lot lately. What's your number up to? Eight. Eight, that's what I thought. Um, But I felt like it would have been disrespectful to ask her about Sideshow. I get that. Because she probably gets asked about it all the time. Yeah. Delaria sang a song from On the Town, though, at the event that I was at, so you... All right. I'm so, I feel bad about it. <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Okay. She probably still remembers it, obviously, and right. is angry at me, the person she doesn't know. Right. Oh, that bitch I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Emily Skinner's great. Mm. Oh, God. Put on another album. Mm. Do a Kickstarter. I'll donate to yeah. it. Yeah. No problem. I don't have any money. I'm really broke. 
you would scrounge up five dollars or something to donate to, I'd spot you. Oh, <laughs> what, what voice! I know. I was like, what? Now I all the songs, all the songs. Writing on the wall. Oh my god! Right. <gasps> But you know, because here's the thing about Emily's voice. I think Emily, like, I feel like this is something we talk about a lot, that, like, there are people with, like, really incredible voices that we love mm-hmm. to hear and, like, translate well to recording. And Emily's voice does translate really well to recording. But it's also, like, so rich in person in mm-hmm. a way that, that I don't know, like, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell? Yeah, like, Brian Stokes Mitchell, like, he sounds... He sounds good on recording, yeah. but when you hear him live, you're like, what the fuck? God, now, especially because she had that crazy accent in Billy Elliot, mm. and as fun as she was and as amazing mm. as she mm. was in that show, those songs aren't, you know, right. they're not showcases. Right. Now I really hate myself. For not going for, to see her at 54 Below, yeah. because her 54 Below yeah. show was a dream. Yeah. Well, come back. Come back to 54 come Below. Come back to 54 Below. Do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, she did 54 Below, like, a little over... A, hmm. no, maybe like a year and a half ago almost. The time is now, Emily. Yes, the time <laughs> is now for Pippin and Emily Skinner. I think I deserve like a big pat on the back because I think I just had a I had a normal conversation with her after the show. Good. I didn't say anything weird. That's great. I did, however, which is something that I've done before mm-hmm. that I'm like feel silly about, but it's part of my like non-self-promoting personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you up to? Nothing. She asked me, she asked me, what are you up to? And I said, nothing. Oh, you should have told her about our podcast. (laughs) We have a podcast. So stupid. (laughs) I was like, like afterwards, I was like, why did I say that? That's a silly thing to say. (laughs) I'm going to play right now. (laughs) I'll see Drew. (laughs) We're filming a sideshow video right now. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Whoops. We have a new video coming out soon. <laughs> oh, all the things I wish I'd said to Emily Skinner. Well, I guess that one you wouldn't have said. No. Because you were making a point not to mention I was not going to talk about Sideshow to her face. Well, if somebody sees Emily Skinner, tell her we have a podcast <laughs> and that we're talking about her on it. <laughs> we could totally just email her. That's true. Hey, do you want to hear us talk about you a lot? No. <laughs> Here you go. I love you, Emily Skinner. <laughs> it's not weird. No. Also, we took a picture together, but it was not a great picture, so I'm not posting on the internet, which is, makes me really sad because I really wanted to post a picture of us together and say, just a couple of Emilys. <gasps> oh, yeah. I know, right? You have it forever, though. I do. Nobody you'll else have will another, ever see it, though. you'll have another opportunity yeah. to take a picture with her. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody will see it, like, I don't know, in 25 years when we're doing some sort of show with Emily Skinner. When we're doing Patty and Emily and at... <laughs> Avery Fisher Hall. <laughs> then we'll we'll show we'll this picture, show this, picture. this bad picture of Emily yeah. and I. <laughs> sure, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could go back to Richmond and see it again. Mm. It was delightful. Oh, it was so good. Jerry Jeez. Herman. God, yeah. Emily Skinner all the time and everything. Remember when Jerry Herman got his Tony Award when we went to the Tony Awards and he was the cutest little man in the entire world? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, that sounds very familiar. That I don't remember him saying words, though. Oh, he was just real adorable. Good and everybody was like, we love you. <laughs> Jerry Herman. I don't remember that. Mm. Ooh. Do you remember how drunk Laura Benanti was? Yes. When she was hosting the, the creative the stuff creative at the beginning? Stuff? Yeah, and I also remember that we... When the show ended, we were looking over the balcony and we saw Sutton Foster in the aisle <gasps> and, and we, we yelled, yelled at, at her. <laughs> oh, God, we did. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you of how embarrassed you were when that happened. Oh God, I, was so, I, was I don't so think you were yelling. It was me and Oliver. Yell. <laughs> yes, I did not me yell. And my friend Oliver was there, too. And, and we I were like, like, Sutton. Backed up as far. Sutton. <laughs> and she looked up and we just waved. And she waved back. Of course she waved back. <laughs> and that, I mean... It was embarrassing. It still is embarrassing. But at the same time, I also understand that that happens at those events. And she understands that, too. So no big deal. Oh, so funny. Things <sighs> you do when you're young. Oh, man. I once... And so excited. Oh, my God. You want to hear... You were not You were not embarrassed by this because you weren't there. 
when um, am I going to be like by proxy? Yes, yes, <laughs> great, definitely. I can't wait. When um, Young Frankenstein was in Seattle, and I was still living in Seattle, and I was going to go see it with my friend. We were going to the matinee. Um, and we were like driving around looking for parking and we saw Andrew Martin on the street, like talking on her cell phone or something and <laughs> rolled down the window and we're like, Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> and she was like, what? Just talking on her fucking phone. She was busy. Oh and we were just like, we're seeing the show. And she was like, great. <laughs> oh no. And then like waved at That's us and we nice. were like, oh my God, Andrea Martin. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a part of her though is. You know, that's like, that's cute. You're right. They were just excited. They wanted to just tell me that they were I seeing just, the show. I was really excited to see yeah. Andrea Martin and to see her in a show. And I saw her on the street. And How many to- times was that that you had seen it? Uh, in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, I think I saw it three times in oh, okay. Seattle. And then I saw it once on Broadway. Because mm. it like, Young Frankenstein was like, I... It was happening in Seattle, and I was saving money for New York, and then it transferred, and I moved, and I saw it. It played for a, a while, actually. A while? Right, because I hate myself for not going back to see it with Beth Level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I should have done that. Fuck! Did you know who Beth Level was? Not as much. Right. I mean, I did, and I was like, oh, Beth Level, I saw her in 42nd Street. She mm. was great. Um, but like, like the first like year that I lived in New York, like year and a half, I really did not see very many. I yeah, I didn't saw, like, really either. I mean, I, s- especially because I don't like going to the theater by myself. I will if I have to I see a show. I theater alone. Um, but, and I didn't know, I didn't like have that many theater friends right. at the time. I saw a wedding singer by myself because I wanted to see that show. Why don't you like going to the theater alone? I don't know. It's the same reason I don't like going to the movies alone. I think it's even though you're sitting there by yourself, or I mean, even though you're sitting there quietly, you're still experiencing it together. And I don't know, when we see shows and something happens and we gasp or we look at each other, that enhances my experience. If I'm just there by myself and the guy next to me, when I saw Wicked at intermission was like, it's great, right? I was like, "Uh uh-huh. But, like, during the show, when I was laughing at Mary Testa, there was nobody to share Mary Testa oh. with. Oh. I like going to the theater alone. I mean, I like seeing theater with people, but I like going to the theater alone because I like being able to experience things by myself without mm. anyone else interfering with my experience. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes I just need to see Sideshow. Yeah. And just... I saw Newsies by myself on Hurricane Irene weekend. I mean, Hurricane Sandy weekend. Because they had an extra performance because they had to cancel a performance. And they were like, we're having a Sunday night performance. Did you get that sale deal where it was like $20 or something? Meg and I, our friend Maggie, (laughs) you know, guys, you guys know our friend Meg. (laughs) (laughs) We went to see Drood on the same sort of special. And then I was like, did we see Drood? No, because you didn't come into the city on Wednesday. Because on Sandy, remember, I was staying at your apartment. Yeah. And I was going to Mexico on Thursday. Right. That's why you weren't there that weekend. Right. Because on Wednesday, I, it took me like four hours to get into the city. And I saw the matinee of Drood and the evening of Scandalous. And then I slept in the airport (laughs) and flew to Mexico the next morning. Which airport? JF. It was JFK. It was JFK. (laughs) For a second, I thought it was LaGuardia. Because I remember taking a cab. That's funny because then my Sandy deal... I saw Drood in the matinee, and then I saw Newsies in the evening. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) That was, like, my only Newsies impulse buy. Every other time was, like, pre-planned to go see it with someone. Oh, man. What's that like? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) What's it like to not have, to be able to say no to your impulses? Mm. Don't know what that's like. Mm. That's not true. I've done it before. I didn't buy two hundred and thirty dollar Justin Timberlake tickets the other day, so. <laughs> yeah, I was. Just, <laughs> I was thinking about. I was like, I need to pay December rent. Gee, I wish I hadn't spent like two hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. on theater tickets in the last couple. But you're fine with having done that at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the two. Th- I mean, I I spent. Over $100 on my little dancer ticket, and I spent over $100, or just about $100 on my um, opening night sideshow mm-hmm. ticket, and those are both experiences that are completely invaluable to yeah. me. So. I could have bought those. I could have bought a Justin Timberlake ticket, but again, I wasn't going to buy two for $230 and be like, who wants this other ticket? But 
I was out and I got this like special offer for MasterCard. Mm-hmm. So I opened it to see how much they were. And I was like, okay, $230. I'm going to check when I get home. And then they had sold, sold out, out, which I sort of was hoping right. would happen. Yeah. yeah, I guess, see, that's the difference between, I mean, two, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But when I when things like that pop up that are like, where I'm like, shit, 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 if I want to go to this, I got to yeah. buy a ticket now, I just buy a single. Yeah. I mean, I think the, la- the last time I bought two tickets for something like that impulsively because I was like, I'll find someone to go with me. Um, I didn't. Um, I would have just bought one if they were still available. I would have sucked it up because then at that point, it's like something that I feel like I would just have to do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I could deal with that. And then maybe make some Justin Timberlake friends. Yes. Yes. And now it's time for our Laura Benanti Tweet Tweet of of the Week. week. I'll read it this week. On November 25th at 5.10 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, I woke up the other day haunted by the fact that Connie Britton isn't the spokesperson for a hair product. (laughs) So true. So true. So fucking true. Her hair is beautiful. Yes. I it's feel like I read an interview with Connie from not that long ago where they were like, your hair is so amazing. Like, what's your secret? And she, you know, had like said something like, you know, I just am free with it. I just let it blah, blah, blah. And the, but the interviewer was then like at the end, they were like, Connie also admits that she is just also really, really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, bet you lucky. Lucky and rich and like has people to right. do her hair all the time. I'm sure. But yeah. Oh my God, wait. What? Laura Benanti related. Okay. Just a few hours ago, Laura Benanti tweeted, Instagrammed, Instagrammed a photo of her and Julie White on the set of The Good Wife. Julie what? White is going to be on the, on the Good Wife. I knew Laura Benanti was going to be on The Good right. Wife. But also Julie White? Julie White. Yeah. They Instagrammed a picture together and we're like, yay, go on reunion where you love each other and stuff like that. And I was, and my brain it exploded. Because I fucking love Julie White and I fucking love Laura Benanti. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have other Laura Benanti things. <laughs> oh, my God. So many uh, Laura Benanti uh, things. Oh, oh, this one's not. I did not come up with this, so I cannot claim it okay. as my inspiration. But I know we were saying uh, Laura Benanti, Lorelai Gilmore musical. Yeah. Obviously uh-huh. essential. Um, and we were saying Kelly Bishop to reprise Emily Gilmore. Obviously. obviously. But, but what about this? Christine Baranski. Emily Gilmore? Yes. I mean, if Kelly Bishop gets first refusal. Sure. But yeah, I'm on board for Christine Right? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Also, Gilmore Girls related. We were talking about how great the um, the theater references are. And mm. I was just watching an episode where they referenced moose murders. <gasps> Wait, which episode? Um, the one Lorelai's dating the coffee guy that she dates for him like, him for like three episodes and they go see what season three okay they go see a musical oh okay they go see a musical in new york with suki and jackson and it's apparently terrible (laughs) and he was like i saw moose murders and (laughs) this is worse (laughs) i was like especially because i don't think since i watched that episode at one point, I must have been aware of Moose Murders, mm. but since like they had the revival, right, right, right. And, now like, you've seen Moose Murders, seen and you moose know murders. how bad Moose Murders is. Moose oh, Murders, man, you guys, Moose Murders. I highly re- like. I want everyone to see a production of Moose Murders just to know, just to know. Yeah. God, when we saw that fucked up revival mm-hmm. of Moose Murders, I tweeted at Holland Taylor, oh, and I Holland said, Taylor. I said. God bless you, Holland Taylor. Moose murders is a thing that happened. And she tweeted back at me and said, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love Holland Taylor. She's such a boss. Everybody go see Moose murders. Listen, (laughs) a lot of people lost money on that. People (laughs) lost their jobs. But I I hope a Moose murders happens to everyone at once in their career. And they can have that kind of sense of humor about it. True. That's right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Can't be too precious. Right. You got to know when you're in a flaming pile of shit. I have to say, though, like, like here, here's how I experience theater. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people would say, ugh, what a flaming pile of, oh, shit, wish I had not seen it. And I'm like, what a flaming pile of shit. I'm so glad I saw it. Oh, God, yes. Right? Yes. Even yeah. the shows that I'm like, I wish I hadn't seen that show. That's not necessarily true because there's something about it that was somewhat worthwhile. I mm-hmm. loved seeing Beth Lovell in a lead role in a musical. Mm-hmm. 
um, about a really interesting woman who I then learned more about because the musical Baby It's You told me practically nothing about her life except that she had a blind son. Hey, you know who was Nessa Rose? It, when we both just saw Wicked, oh. the girl that played <laughs> Death Level's daughter in Baby <gasps> It's You. Oh. Little tidbit. Nice. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. Everyone go see Moose Murders and laugh your ass off. Go find a production of Somebody Moose Murders. Somebody should do a production of Moose Murders, like a wink, you know, like a wink nudge production yeah. where I they're like, I know. That's what they thought they were doing. With this one? One that we saw. I don't know, though, because don't you remember the... the Man, that I forget his name, but the person, oh, the yeah, playwright, the book writer, was, like came back and rewrote parts of it. Right. So they were like, "We fixed it." I don't know what it used to be. I don't know. Anyway, Lorba and Two of the Week section got real long. Moose murders. Moose murders. <laughs> That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty N, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with a Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go see live theater.